and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. I'm your host, Ross Crawford, and in the hot seat today, we have a very special guest. She's a former track and field athlete who won a bucket load of medals throughout her career, including gold for Great Britain in the 400 meter hurdles at the 1992 Barcelona Games. She's been made an OBE and since retiring from athletics has branched out as a TV personality and a keynote speaker. Welcome to the hot seat, the great Sally Gunnell. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sally, you know the drill. It's three questions, three answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool, ready, ready to go. Okay, set marks. Uh, you have accomplished so much in your career, uh, reaching the pinnacle of your sport, clearly. Um, in fact, you remain the only woman ever to hold four major track titles simultaneously, which is still incredible. It's hard to get my mind around. Um, but what drove you to have the success you had as an athlete? I think there's an, a number of factors. I think um, being brought up on, on a farm, uh, watching my, you know, my mum and dad work hard um, to get results. I think running around on the farm, I spent all my youth outdoors. So I think I was very, very active from that young age. Um, obviously had that natural talent, but I think it was in those early days, I just loved it. I just loved the feeling of uh, being good at something. I loved the feeling of, you know, being a member of the club. Um, yeah, I loved the training nights. I loved everything about it. And I guess once I started, you know, making, you know, decisions as in, you know, when, when I leave school and trying to balance work and my athletics and just taking it seriously and things like that. I think it was all about wanting to know the best that I could be at something. And I think that's what sort of drove me on. It was just a, a it was almost like a personal thing. And I know I had an amazing team around me, an amazing coach that was always there and encouraging me and people around me. But the thing that really drove me was just, you know, what what I was capable of and what the body is capable of almost. And I think, um, yeah, and I always remember someone saying to you, you're only ever as good as your last race. So I think it was always like, I know I've got to train hard and I know I've got to keep pushing myself and, and to see what I'm actually capable of. So a lot of early mornings on the farm training, was there? You certainly was, yeah, jumping over bales. <laughs> That's what I say helped. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, so obviously you, you won gold at the Olympics and you, you competed in three Olympics. You were in Seoul, um, Barcelona and Atlanta, which is three very diverse places to go. That must have been amazing to travel. Um, but the Olympics kind of grips the nations, uh, particularly, I think, the UK every four years. Uh, what do you think is so special about the Games, in your opinion? I think it's it's what I grew up with. You know, I remember as a, you know, as a, I don't know, I was probably 10 and then again when I was 14 of, of just being completely glued to the Olympics and what was going on. And I guess it's it's the history of it. Um, I grew up that I knew it was the pinnacle of any athlete's career uh, and a sports person, really. That is what what the aim is, and that's that's the highest you can go is, is being an Olympic champion. Um, and I guess now it's, you know, it's still only every four years, where so often the Europeans and the world are every two years and things like that. So it still is every four years. So it's almost, it's harder to, to achieve it. You know, you've got less opportunity of getting everything right on the day and all those sorts of things. And, um, yeah, and I think just along with so many amazing Olympic champions and people that aspired me over the years, it, it was just 
you know, my, my thought every day when it was pouring with rain and I didn't want to train, it was about wanting to get to that Olympics and it was about standing on, on that rostrum in those last few years as I built up to Barcelona. What did that feel like when you were standing on top of the podium and the, the national anthem was, was playing? Oh gosh, you know, it's probably the most asked question, but the hardest to answer <laughs> because um, I was doing, I just went into this whole dream world of, you know, disbelief that it had actually happened to me and, you know, and, and was it really going on? It was like I was in this cocoon, I always say, and I just, I couldn't take it all in. And it was just so emotional and just so alien to me. And I just didn't know how to celebrate. I didn't know how to make the most of it. And I always say I was in this cocoon and I wish I had like a box that I could store it all in and, and look at again later. It, it was that sort of thing, really. And, um, and still now, after all these years, I still look at pictures and the videos and sort of say, God, is that me? Did I do that? Because it's, yeah, my husband coaches a lot of the elite athletes now. And, um, you know, it's, I, I suppose, coming away from sort of finishing, you realise how hard it is to achieve and, and what it takes to get there. And, and you go, my gosh, I've done it, which still, yeah, still surprises me and shocks me to this day. <laughs> well, I hope there's people watching that are aspiring for the same thing and hopefully hopefully they get a similar feeling to you. Um, and that's the, that's the big advice, know how to celebrate, it sounds like, know how to, <laughs> that sounds really cool. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned- I it's just about it, all the preparation, all the mental stuff that I'd done was all about crossing that line and winning but no I hadn't even thought about what happens afterwards and you know your whole life changed overnight and I don't think anybody could prepare you for that. Yeah brilliant uh, so as I mentioned in the intro you've transitioned uh, kind of out of athletics now since retiring into tv presenting keynote speaking and you're a well-known uh, well-being advocate um, so how important do you think it is for athletes to prepare for that transition um, when they when they're when it's coming up to retiring? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really hard transition. And um, I must admit, in my mind, probably the last couple of years, I was starting to plan things and put things in place, uh, which is really difficult, because when you start thinking like that, you almost you're not as focused and dedicated on your athletics. But I think it's just where I was with it. And I felt as though I was ready to retire and to move on. Um, and I guess, you know, I had a lot of opportunities, uh, but I guess a lot of them I made for myself and I decided what my next challenges was and my next goals and, and had a bit of a plan. But it's, it is hard because you've only ever known one, you know, one part of your life almost. It is about that dedication and that training. And, and here you are, you're at a bit of a, a lost end. So I think I fell pregnant straight away. I had a family straight away, which I think helped. Um, I would plan and structure my days and obviously I set myself new goals and challenges and as soon as I had those in place and I knew what I was getting out of bed for every day and what that meaning and purpose for then it just became a bit easier but it, it is a very difficult time and, and I also think I never strove for those highs that I had on the track because I know that nothing was ever going to come close to that and I think that was really important for me to actually realize that in my head. And it's okay to have a number of goals in your mind now. You don't have to have that one. And, you know, and they can be all sorts of different things, personal goals, family, work, you know, they're, they're just as important and they give you just as much satisfaction at the end of the day when, when, you, when you do achieve something that's 
you know, you think you can't achieve still, which is great. Yeah, fantastic. I think, I think you've been very successful in the transition as well. Uh, obviously, we all wish you more success in, in the years to come at STGC. Uh, well, that, that's that's it. That's us. Um, that's you in the hot seat. I hope it wasn't too uncomfortable. I hope it was okay. Um, and it was we great. I well no, really enjoyed it. Great questions. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21. You can catch the visuals to the hot seat collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021 and tickets for our live conference happening on the 16th of October are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website sportsdeckglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.